Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Danny Sarek joins me. We talk episode three of Hard Knocks in season. And yeah, that means, unfortunately, revisiting the one-sided loss to the 49ers. Also, will he or won't he play this week? Of course, I'm referring to Kyler Murray. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 618, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Hit in the backfield and down he goes for a loss. J.J. Watt nailed it. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, half a 5. He's in again. Some more Murray magic. Wow. Here's Craig Grealoux. All right, let's just get this out of the way off the top, Danny, because it's what people have been waiting to see or at least hear us react to, and that was the fact that the Eno Benjamin story was not addressed in Episode 3 of Hard Knocks. We knew that ahead of time. Bottom line, not addressed. We move on. It's not surprising me there wasn't footage in there. I mean, I, you know, based upon the reports, if things happened either, you know, in the locker room after the game or in a an office the day after. It wouldn't surprise me if Hard Knocks wasn't there that they wouldn't be like, hey, we're talking to Eno Benjamin. Want to come on over and see what he's talking about? Now, I am surprised. I would imagine they had some footage of him on the sideline sitting on the bench or whatever it might have been during the game, and I'm surprised we didn't see that. I'm surprised it wasn't addressed at all. I'm not surprised we didn't see any like footage of them talking about him leaving because we didn't really receive any information to begin with. And again, they probably didn't have the footage of whatever conversation went down. But I was a little surprised to not see anything happen on the sideline. I'm not sure if it's because he's now with another team and that's things taken into consideration. Um, I'm not sure if that came from in-house of we don't want this being aired because I don't know the the final decision-making process, but obviously Hard Knocks gets things, and I'm sure they have more pull in some areas. And obviously the team, the organization, is going to have some sort of pull. It's not like, hey, record everything, and it's just a free-for-all, and we get no say. There's obviously some middle ground that happens. So I'm not sure what the decision was. I was a little surprised, again, to not see any sort of footage at all it even brought up. But it is what it is, and it's time to move on. It was one of two storylines from Episode 2 that we thought, did not get addressed in episode two that we thought we would get some answers or at least get discussed in episode three. Nothing on Eno Benjamin, but we did get some news on Zach Ertz. That was finally addressed, and that goes back to what we were talking about a week ago, Danny, was these episodes are from really Monday to postgame Sunday, and the Ertz news as far as the injury, the severity, him done for the season, didn't really play out until Tuesday, Wednesday of the week leading into this episode. So it was a small part of episode three, but just kind of fed the narrative and the storyline of this entire season. Another injury, another player lost, another offensive player lost, another starting offensive player lost, and this team really has not had its pieces, offensive pieces, on the field at the same time at all this year. And they won't. True. I think we're going to see more in depth about the Zach Ertz, not necessarily injury, but recovery later on. He just had surgery 
I would imagine once he's back in the facility doing rehab and he'll probably be in the meeting rooms um, as you get further along down the season, if you don't have as many storylines you necessarily want to touch on, I'm sure that's something that there will be more in depth covering that story. Um, but yeah, you're, it was it was a little touch on it, and it's just it's basically how the first episode ended the voiceover when it said, "Even in Arizona, when it rains, it pours." Kyler Murray touched on it in an episode. It's just kind of felt like a revolving door with the players that have come in and come out. And it's hard because this offense is what this team was really going to be built upon, was having a defense that was going to do just enough to keep you in the games and having an explosive offense after those first six games once DeAndre Hopkins came back from his suspension. Hop hasn't played a game with Hollywood Brown, who was designated to return last week. He missed five games now with a foot injury. He didn't play in Mexico Monday night. So if he's able to play Sunday against the Chargers, it's the first time he plays with Hop. However, now we won't get to see the two of them out there. You already touched on with Zach Ertz. We won't see the two of them out there quite yet with wide receiver Rondale Moore, who we know will at least miss this game with a groin injury. It's just tough. And every team deals with injuries. Every team has adversity. By the time you get to the season, that's that's a huge factor in winning games is how healthy are you? And right now the Cardinals are at a spot where they're not healthy and it's just kind of trying to get to the bye week next week. If you can just get to the bye as healthy as you can, give those players extra time to recover, you hope you can make a push in, in, in that final stretch of the season. But they have just been hit hard. And it's usually position groups. It's not spread across the entire team, but it's been the offensive line room, the wide receiver room, whether it's Knicks or serious injuries. This team is just trying to piece it together as Steve Kahn addressing the staff, keep it going, mentioning that trying to find warm bodies, in the words of the general manager, just to get through that particular week. As we look back at the Mexico City game and the loss of the San Francisco 49ers, when you look at the totality of Episode 3, what stood out to you? Well, again, off the top, more Buda Baker talk. He was... <laughs> He was limp. I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry about that. That's very rude. That's of me. okay, Craig. He was limping on the way to the group celebration after his interception. The man hobbled. I mean, at that point, if you're his teammate, do you not just say, "All right, the man obviously should not be playing. He is. Credit to him. Do we need him to run downfield and mug for the cameras when he barely can walk?" I, I, I it probably made it feel better, right? If you're going to yeah. get that far and you're already in pain, you might as well enjoy the celebration. Um, of course, Buddha again getting that recognition off the top. I thought this was a really interesting episode because I thought off the field there were a lot of really good moments. I loved every bit of Will Hernandez returning to Mexico City and with his family and them just saying, even if we're not there, we're in your corner. And that he was unable to play. He's on IR with a strained pec. But just the fact that his family, who lives in Mexico City, was going to Estadio Azteca for the first time. And Will Hernandez being able to run out on, onto the field with the Mexico flag and being at the NFL logo and waving it. Like, it just gave me goosebumps. Just so incredible. And the fact that we also have Rolando Cantu on our team, who back in 2005 was on the Cardinals roster. I believe the first Mexican non-born kicker to be in the NFL and so then to kind of have that feel a little full circle and um, I think knowing to just part of our Spanish broadcast team that aspect and, and how meaningful it was for them to get back as well to see that Will Hernandez side in this Hard Knocks episode 
um, was really great to see. The game itself was hard. It was hard to watch. I liked the Antonio Hamilton story on him and the Burns and the interception against the Saints. And I thought that despite the defense's performance, he was a great player to have mic'd up. And it's hard watching those losses, those ugly losses. That second half was not great by any means for the Cardinals. But to watch and hear the way that they were holding themselves accountable and trying to fix those mistakes and hearing, you know, Colt McCoy and and trying to rally the troops and he was throwing good balls and it's hard when you have so many receivers who aren't number one receivers or in their position group because they're not getting those kinds of reps in practice. And we saw that on the fourth down play with Greg Dortch, who um, was not in the right spot. And you feel for them. I mean, you feel for Colt McCoy, who was out there and he was banged up and they were playing in the rain and he's doing the best he can with an almost entirely backup offensive line and trying to get the ball out. And it's like, and maybe that's just because I'm, I might be biased because I'm cover this team and I'm in the locker room and you get to understand who these players are as people a little more. But you just feel for him and, and what he was trying to do. And Cliff Kingsbury even said it's just it's one of those games. Like the San Francisco 49ers, props to them. They are getting hot at the right time. A very explosive, dominant offense. It was just not the Cardinals' day. But what's cool about Hard Knocks is even though it was an ugly game, personally, I still like being able to see and hear these players mic'd up and seeing their perspective. It was not talked a lot about in the moments, even on Cardinal Talk, but the missed opportunity, the Steven Anderson pass, or should have been a catch, great throw by Colt McCoy and Anderson not able to pull it in in the end zone, how much that might have factored in to the totality of the entire game. Yes, the 49ers were the better team, They're a very, very good team in everything that the coaches talked about during the week, whether it was Charlie Bullen talking about Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel or Brian Natkin talking about Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. That was all on full display in front of a national television audience on Monday. And what we just rewatched, had to rewatch in episode three of Hard Knocks, that 49ers team offense and defense, very, very good. The Cardinals knew exactly what they were getting themselves into, and the 49ers delivered. They performed well, and the Cardinals did not. They needed to have Cardinals needed to play at their. They needed an A plus effort, considering all of the players that they were missing, and the 49ers needed to be several notches below that in order for the Cardinals to walk off that field with a W, and it just did not happen. It just wasn't their night, and Colt McCoy even said on the bench to Cliff Kingsbury, "They're not surprising me." I know what I'm. I know what I'm seeing. I'm prepared for what I'm seeing. It just it was off for them, and it's unfortunate because you're at this point in the season, um, and even though you're having to kind of change your lineup up every single game because of injuries, it's not a good enough excuse. Every team is dealing with that to some extent. Whether they're dealing with it to the extent of the Cardinals, maybe not. That's the hand you've been dealt. Um, it's just. It's, it's hard to watch a game like that because it just felt like they were so dejected. Um, the tackling on defense was abysmal. It was horrible. And the fact that at the end of the episode, Cliff Kingsbury was talking about 
needing that effort. It was something Buda Baker talked about post-game in the locker room. Finishing the games full out. Having that effort start to finish. And that just wasn't there from the team as a whole. Saw some accountability from Antonio Hamilton that last George Kittle touchdown saying, quote, I thought he stepped out of bounds because it did not look good. That was one of those plays that everyone pointed to running down the sideline, Kittle basically going untouched, and then red jerseys just falling all over themselves. It was not a good look, and Hamilton owned up to it. But you can never, you never think you just have to make the play in that moment. And it was not made, and whether that was one of the reasons why Buda Baker said what he did post-game, but the effort needs to be there from here on out. You've got six games don't let anyone, and that was part of Cliff's message post-game and then in the team meeting, don't let anyone question your effort because that's the one thing you and you alone can control. And this team right now has six games where all everyone's going to be watching. What kind of effort do you bring on Sunday? Here's the crazy thing, Craig. The Cardinals are technically not completely out of it. They are third in the NFC West behind the Seahawks and the 49ers. And your chances of winning the division, not only just based on overall record, are not great. You have one divisional win over the Rams, so you don't have those tiebreakers. The only divisional game left is against the 49ers at the end of the season. The rest of the NFC, though, and this is really only if the Cardinals can get this win Sunday against the Chargers and go on a roll. They have a chance to still be in the playoff hunt, which is wild sitting at 4-7 and seven at the moment. So they still have something to play for. Um, at this point, you know, looking at this upcoming game specifically, I don't even think it matters who their opponent is. I think the biggest challenge they're going to face is the mental side of things. Can you truly go out there and give it your all with your backs against the wall and so many things stacking up against you with the record, with playing at home, which they haven't done well at, with the injuries you're facing? Can you go out there and can you put that aside and you, can you play hard for one another start to finish for an entire 60 minutes? And if you can get a win and you can find a way to start stacking back-to-back wins, generating momentum, this team is not out of it. Some of these players who are injured can still come back. So this game is important, obviously, yes, to get the win, but I think mentally as well. You don't want to get to a point to where players are checking out yep. way too soon when there still was a chance for them to be in the playoff race. Whatever happens on Sunday, we do know that, as you mentioned, Rondell Moore will not play, and we saw that footage in Episode 3 of Rondell Moore. By the way, the fact that everyone had to walk up an incline to exit into the locker room, that that was a little odd for me, and I know Estadio Azteca is different than what we have here in the States, but normally you're either going downhill on a decline or just walking level into a locker room and this one you're walking up and he had a groin injury so I'm sure that didn't help matters any the elevation Craig um it was not just that it was uphill it was long you guys saw the the ramp that went from the field and it it went pretty far just straight ahead that's not where the locker room was you get to the end of that long strip of the ramp and you turn right and you walk about half as long And then you make like a U-turn and then you take another sharp right. And that's how you enter the locker room. So it was a long walk. It was high elevation. I can't imagine how uncomfortable that might have been for Rondell Moore. 
It did open up an opportunity for Greg Dortch, and this is one of the positives from Monday night's game and captured by the Hard Knock cameras, was Greg Dortch being able to get those reps that Rondell Moore took all week long. I mentioned it on Cardinal Talk. This was going to be a huge Rondell Moore game against the 49ers. He gets hurt, two snaps into it. All right, next man up, Greg Dortch has a huge game, over 100 receiving yards, his first ever 100-yard receiving game. He took those reps, but then you talked about that miscommunication between quarterback and wide receiver. Well, it's a play that Rondell Moore ran during the week, not Greg Dortch. Not an excuse, but that's just the fact and what the Cardinals were up against when Rondell was unable to continue, and all of a sudden Greg Dortch got all those snaps. That's part of it. You're right. It's no excuse. It's obviously easier if you're out there getting reps in practice. Just That's just the way it is. If you're the ones, you're getting reps with the ones. Otherwise, you're not. And you have to know the playbook that much better. Um, Greg Dortch did what he's done all year, which was play the best of his ability when his number has been called upon. He ended up having a thumb injury that he had an MRI on. Um, so he's day to day. Um, I'm not sure what he was listed on on the injury report for the Wednesday walkthrough. Did not walkthrough. practice or did, did not, not participate. Did not participate. And Thursday's another walkthrough, and so we'll see Friday out there at practice um, when the media gets to be out there. It's, it is the way it is, unfortunately, when it comes to Greg Dortch, and that's what a lot of fans have been asking for was when Rondale was out the first few couple games, Greg Dortch, through training camp, through those first couple games of the season, was playing really well. Um, he was up there with targets, with Hollywood Brown. Um, he was very reliable, but when you look at the size and where he plays, that's what you have Rondale Moore for that that's your draft pick that you're using and that that's just unfortunate that that's the way it is you you don't really have many options to have both of them out there on the field at the same time um, but now with Rondale missing time this is time for Greg Dort to step up and I'm sure you know personally it was exciting to have that first hundred yard game of his career although also probably stings that it was uh and if the loss type of loss that the Cardinals had Um, but he's done well when he's been called upon Um, so if he's able to play I would expect him to have a large role in this offense um, because because he's been reliable when when he's been asked to play a couple of other items on episode three of Hard Knocks here as we discuss its instant reaction on Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals we'll get into the quarterback news on Wednesday but I thought one and this ties in perfectly because your sideline exchange this week was with Steve Strout, excuse me, with Steve Trout, the senior director of Hard Knocks, and it was a great conversation that the two of you had prior to the game in Mexico City. But just some background on what Hard Knocks is all about, and one thing that really stood out to me because I think it, we saw it in episode three was how they wanted, in his words, not just a football series but a human series. And I think we saw that with Antonio Hamilton, and we saw that with Will Hernandez, specifically with Will going back home to Mexico City, did not play, but you brought it up earlier, running out of the tunnel, waving the Mexican national flag, and just that moment for him, and maybe even more so the moment for his family that was in attendance. Just so special. I mean, what a bummer he didn't play, but the fact that he went out there and, and still had such a meaningful presence, and he went out there in the off season and did stuff with the organization to get ready for this game, and that's what it's all about. 
And that's what I love about Hard Knocks is showing that kind of stuff that fans otherwise don't really get to understand just how much a game like this means. Yes, it's cool that the NFL is taking football international and they're playing in all these cool spots, but it means so much to people like Will Hernandez, to the fans like that were there at Estadio Azteca in Mexico who don't get the opportunity to see the NFL in person very often, if ever. And even though it sounded more like a 49ers home game with the amount of fans that were there, the atmosphere was just incredible. I mean, there were 73, 78,000 fans. It was insane. Like, the atmosphere was just electric. Um, but I'm, I'm so glad that Hard Knocks and NFL <coughs> Films was able to capture so many special moments with Will and his family because you, you almost feel like you know them on stories like that like it just makes you feel a deep connection with them of understanding when when players say this is so much more than just the game of football that's the kind of stuff they mean and even before the game the day before the walkthrough will teaching jj watt perhaps a new sack dance that would have been unveiled if watt had gotten a sack on monday and then going out to dinner with his family but i'm sorry will i'm drawing the line right now Right now, there is no way I Come am on. trying grasshoppers. I just I would have I, I done it. I I cannot do it. Not even once. He said there was chili and lime on them. I, I, They're I, not alive, Craig. It's not going to jump out of your stomach. That. I get that. I just I don't know. Are you not an adventurous eater? I wouldn't call myself picky. Ooh, but that's I would what not, picky eaters say. <laughs> but I would not put myself in the adventurous category either. I'm willing to try new things. I just don't know if insects would be one of those things I'm willing to try. Okay, that's fair. I don't know that I would like take more than one. I think the crunch might get me. Well, he said you had to like take like a, a pinch, so you're like getting several, and yeah, they might be salt. I don't, I, I don't know. I just I could not do it. Well, the good news is I doubt you will find yourself in a situation where you have to eat grasshoppers. So I think you'll be okay. Unless it's peer pressure. Am I peer pressuring you right now? Is it working? No, but pretty close. Oh, man. Pretty close. But I I, I, I I, like those moments that the Hard Knocks cameras capture. And then you go back to Antonio Hamilton reenacting what happened to him right before the start of the regular season, the kitchen, or the incident in the kitchen, and his wife, his two young daughters, and just having to go through that moment and how serious it was, thinking perhaps his playing career was over as his wife is due to give birth to their first son. So the emotional toll that he and his wife were going through and the season hadn't even started yet. And now here we are getting ready for week 12 and he gets that storybook ending, so to speak, with that interception against the New Orleans Saints on national television and gives the football to his wife. Those moments, the Will Hernandez and Antonio Hamilton moments, where, yes, these are football players, but they have lives outside of the football field. Yeah, just incredible the year that Antonio Hamilton has had. And I'm really glad they were able to go into his home and in the kitchen where everything happened and hear his side of the story. And, and we've covered it, you know, in full and how grateful he is to be healthy and to be playing football and to have the type of year he's having and the fact that he's able to get back onto the field when he was in training camp and he was named starter opposite of Byron Murphy so for him to work and work hard and get back to that same spot now is is really incredible and really inspirational 
Again, your sideline exchange with Steve Trout, the senior director of Hard Knocks. I'd recommend watching it, whether it's on azcardinals.com or the Arizona Cardinals' official YouTube channel, humanizing these players, but then also the work that goes into these episodes, each episode, and how much footage is shot versus how much is used, and then how they plan each episode. Because this one, episode three, going to Mexico City, perfect storyline, Will Hernandez. Even though he was not going to play, it was a storyline worth pursuing and following throughout the entire week. Yeah, and and they do a really great job of telling those stories and taking it, you know, full advantage of the players they have mic'd up or things that are said in the meeting rooms and really telling an entire story in a very short amount of time. Um, and there's a lot of cool things. I appreciate you plugging the interview, but it's so interesting of. It's not like the shooters that are out here at the facility in Tempe are putting the episodes together. All the footage is sent to the headquarters in Jersey. And there are so many people who have their hands on this to look through the footage and decide hours upon hours what they have. How much makes a 45-minute episode, 50-minute episode? Can't imagine that's an easy decision-making process. Um, We talked about, you know, some of his favorite coaches or players that they get to see, maybe not interact because they try to be flies on the wall, but just through meeting rooms and practices. Um, I liked his answer. It, I don't know if it was the answer I was expecting for the player, but it makes sense when he said it. Um, I don't want to give it away, um, but it was, it was. I would imagine, you know, a pretty good player, a player who's already had some airtime on hard knocks already this season. Um, but yeah, really interesting to also just get to hear a little bit more about how big their crew is, how many of them were traveling, how many it takes for audio and camera and, and all of everything just to make up one player. Um, so I, I think it's pretty cool to get a little bit behind the scenes of the people who are behind the scenes. And if you really paid attention to episode three, that final scene where it says on the bottom of the screen, Wednesday morning. That's Wednesday morning, November 23rd. They included footage as we on the day of that that episode debut, and it was Cliff Kingsbury addressing the entire team, obviously on the heels of the Sean Kugler News incident in Mexico City, losing his job, Cliff addressing everyone in the team meeting. I was, maybe, the, the Kugler News was addressed earlier in the episode, but then to have that team meeting on Wednesday, which is the day the episode aired, was impressive, the quick turnaround, and then how this was able to be all fit together in one nice little package, if you will. Very impressive. I thought the same thing of, wait a second, that was this morning that I'm watching. Um, and that was, you know, we talked about the effort um, that we heard Buda Baker talk about. Cliff Kingsbury had talked about it early in a press conference of saying, you know, the players know. They know when they're not putting in the effort. The ones who were, you know, were saying weren't putting in the full effort, the full game, they know. I don't need to say anything to them, they know. And in that meeting, Wednesday morning, Kingsbury said to them, you know, there's there's two things. I don't want you having to talk to the media about something off the field, and I don't want you having to answer questions about your effort on the field. So clearly it's been an emphasis already, and I'm sure will continue to be an emphasis leading into Sunday's game against the Chargers. And the Kugler news was big, obviously not there for Monday's game. Now what happens next? And we know that Steve Hyden, the tight ends coach, is going to have a little bit larger role when it comes to the run game. Brian Natkin will handle basically the offensive line. He was your assistant offensive line coach. And I will give credit to Calvin Beecham, the only healthy starter in that offensive line room, stood in front 
of his locker earlier on Wednesday and address reporters because we all had questions. And Calvin Beecham, a stand-up individual, answering everything, called it a shock, the news that Kugler had been fired, a shock to the room. And I can only imagine, this is on Wednesday, what it was for those players, especially the offensive linemen, on Monday, whether they knew it on Sunday night or Monday morning, or maybe even not until Monday afternoon, that their offensive line coach was not going to be with them. Especially a position room that is in very, very... It's very banged up. It's not in great shape. Um, so now you're right. You have assistant coach Sean Nacken who will take over those responsibilities and players like Kelvin Beecham who have stepped up and answered questions and Cliff Kingsbury called him last week the CEO of that room and the way he handles his business and helps others. That's going to be more important now than ever. And even the players who are hurt who are still around the building, around the facility and meeting rooms Rodney Hudson, DJ Humphreys, who's day-to-day with his back. Um, everyone's just going to have to step up and do what they can to, to make sure everyone is prepared a little more now. Let's not leave this on a negative note. There is some good news and probably great news from Wednesday. Yes, a walkthrough that was closed, but after the walkthrough, Cliff Kingsbury sounded very optimistic that Kyler Murray will play this week. Quote, definitely trending in the right direction. Kyler himself answered, quote, I do when asked if he expected to play this week. So as we sit here on Wednesday, I do expect Kyler to be on that field on Sunday against the Chargers before the bye week because there was an earlier report that perhaps he would wait until after the bye week as he did a year ago, missing three games plus using the bye week to get healthy and then returning in 2021. Kyler Murray will be on that field and to be honest, if he's healthy or even if he's close to being healthy now cliff keeps saying 100 percent. no one's 100 percent. but i would rather have a less than 100 percent kyler murray than a 100 percent of another quarterback out there and not a knock on colt mccoy who's done a great job in how he has stepped up i agree with you that's why kyler murray is the franchise quarterback of the arizona cardinals because of his abilities and a large part of that that makes him stand out from the other quarterbacks in the league are his legs and that's why he's missed the last two games is when Kingsbury says being 100%, it's not necessarily can he throw the ball. It's when Kyler finds himself in those situations where he needs to escape the pocket and scramble and extend the plays. Can he do that where he feels comfortable and confident to do that to his best ability um, to be able to get the ball out, especially with a banged up offensive line? Having Kyler Murray out on the field completely changes the dynamics of this offense completely changes the way the Chargers will have to game plan for this Cardinals offense. And that, again, is because of his legs and he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. So if it's, I agree with you. It sounds like he will be ready to play. Um, and it could be quite the boost for this team if not only Kyler Murray returns to the field, but his college bestie, Hollywood Brown, who's missed five games with a foot injury, who was designated to return off IR last week, whoever did not play Monday night in Mexico City against the 49ers, if he's trending in the right direction to be able to play, to have him out there with Kyler Murray, somebody who he trusts very well, not only off the field, and you can sense that chemistry, but looking at the numbers and how much he was being targeted. Hollywood and Hop have not played a game together. Um, When I talked to Hop last week on the sideline exchange and I asked the type of damage they could do, he said he has no doubt he's seen the damage they, they can do in practice together, so he's no doubt they can pull it off in a game as well. So if you're able to get not only Kyler Murray, but Hollywood Brown back as well, 
huge for this offense. As long as Kyler has the time, in other words, the protection to get the ball to his wide receivers. Because once again, it's going to be a banged up offensive line. You're going to have perhaps the same offensive line you've had the past two weeks. Against the Rams, it was very solid. Against the 49ers, it was not. But you're talking about two different defenses. But being able to keep the pocket somewhat clean for Kyler Murray to throw to either D-Hop or Hollywood. Not only that, you have to be able to, to block and really start and get a run game going. That wasn't there in San Francisco. It was there more so with the Rams. However, that performance still not incredibly balanced when you look at the offense. That, that's been a struggle really all year, but you can really tell with that offensive line too. There just haven't been those gaps. The, the Cardinals have also been, you know, they were playing from behind um, for most of the San Francisco game, and that obviously affects it. But there, there hasn't been a, a pretty significant run game. Um, which I think has been hurting this offense as well. So what? Of course, you need that blocking and the timing for Kyler Murray and for you know his receivers to get open. They have to be able to run the ball and and not be one dimensional. So good news for Kyler Murray. Good news for the Arizona Cardinals. Good news for everyone that Kyler again expected to be back. At least that's what everyone. That's the vibe that I got on Wednesday heading into this week's game against the Chargers. Anything else in episode three that stood out to you, Danny? I don't necessarily care, but if we're keeping score, I was in the background of a shot at the game in Mexico oh, no, City I, pregame. I missed it. Our, now, now, our boss, Tim Delaney. He was in there. Made an appearance. His voice His made voice an appearance. His voice made an appearance. He's even beating me. But I, I, I'm sorry. I Wow, I, I was you. just that much in the background. It was pregame. Kyler was um, taking a picture, signing an autograph. I believe um, he plays soccer professionally a soccer I, okay, player I do remember that scene but I, do I was not in the background you. talking to one of the oh. trainers oh funny okay. how that happens you remember the scene but you don't remember me in it I remember no. your voice was in it Craig don't yeah. worry I, I recognize your voice LBC too well I don't care I, I, I'm not like that's fine if Paul's voice is in it I just don't want your voice in it anymore oh. if we're keeping score I'm behind wow okay Voice a little strained, doing a little bit better here on this Wednesday we'll see how it works a little adversity for you I gotta yes. take advantage adversity but we persevere we keep going as the general manager told the team it's the mantra we keep going danny that's what i'm doing you you did you kept going you pushed it through for a pregame radio uh very appreciative of that so good job it was not looking good over the weekend let's just say that but i'm glad you're back excellent time in mexico city yeah it was a lot of fun very very cool experience to go out and get to be a part of that international game and be in Mexico City, be at Estadio Azteca, it was, it was a very, very cool experience. Well, good. Glad you had fun. Glad you made it back. Just uh, did not come back with a W. So now your task this week is come back from State Farm Stadium after a win against the Chargers. I will do my best. And as we've established, it is much more fun to watch these episodes of Hard Knocks in season after a win. Yeah, so hopefully they do get that win and... This is this is a big game also for the Chargers at five and five. So both teams are coming in with things to play for at this point in the season. So should be a good one, especially if Kyler Murray is able to play and you get to see that quarterback battle, two young quarterbacks, him and Justin Herbert. It'll be a fun one. Who is the more desperate team? Who plays with more desperation on Sunday? Because you're right, these two teams both need a W. The Cardinals. I, I know the Chargers are a few games back from the Chiefs. I, I believe they're still in second place in their division. Um, I also don't think they're as banged up um but I know that these two teams at least when you look at the numbers statistically don't have very difficult schedules ahead of them from the teams they're playing 
Um, but I would think the Cardinals, from a mental side of things and the injuries they're overcoming, the type of loss they're coming off of, that's my final answer. We'll see. 205 on Sunday. And then, of course, all will be documented on Episode 4 of Hard Knocks in Season. Craig, I have to ask you a very important question. How do you feel about green bean casserole? I was wondering if this was going to come up because as an avid listener to Cardinals Underground, and we've had this discussion, I believe, a year Last ago at year. this time. and I don't think I've ever really had great green bean casserole. Yeah, so it can't, can't be really, like soupy. I can't really answer that question. But if you're asking me like as far as what sides if I'm going to go to first, it's going to be stuffing, it's going to be macaroni and cheese. And then mashed potatoes. No, nah, I would go. No, I'm, I'm okay. But you can have those. Yeah, people have mashed potatoes all the time. Okay, people have mac and cheese all the time. Yeah, but it's that's good, especially when it's homemade. That's true. I like the, the stuffing. Turkey to me is okay. I don't love turkey now. If it's like smoked turkey, mm, but like I don't know, turkey's like okay for me. But I I like green bean casserole, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, the stuffing. I'm not a big pie person. Uh, like, I won't do pumpkin pie, the texture. I can't do it. If anything, it'd yep, be no apple, but pie. maybe nope. more like an apple crisp. Not a big jello person. I'd learned that Paul Calvisi goes crazy for like a rainbow jello, he called or whatever it was, yeah. all the different flavors. Don't like cranberry sauce. Nope. Um, I'm right there with you. Corn's pretty good, cream corn, I'm okay with. Yeah, no. I like the cornbread. sweet potato, cornbread, like the sweet potatoes, like the marshmallows on them. Mm, there you go. I'm getting real hungry, Craig. Yeah. Feel free to bring some leftovers in on Friday, Danny. Okay, Please. if there's any left. Yeah, there you go, if there's any left. We'll end it here with this. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And everyone out there as well, enjoy your holiday. And, of course, looking forward to a win on Sunday. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Danny Sarek, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.